In this week on Regen, the e-racing podcast, we talk about Extreme E, the ERA Cup, e-scooter series, and E1, an electric powerboat racing series. Lots of electricity, a little bit of water, and all round, a great show. Let's jump into it. Hello and welcome to Regen, the e-racing podcast. I am your host, Dino, and joining me once again, a man who is just on a mission to get everything done. He's back from Scotland. It's Chris Soulsby. Hello. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. I, uh, I've i been watching a little bit of Secret Scotland um, on How TV after our chat. Um, so, yes. How, how was the trip? Uh, Scotland was, um, it was actually freezing, but it was very nice, you know, lots of hills and castles built by some rebels here and there. It was really nice though, you know, many castles, I think I did, how many castles did I do? Four castles in seven days, no, five castles in seven days, so it might be a record for me, but I love a good castle and I like Scotland. Been eating haggis and wearing a kilt and playing the bagpipes. Yeah, no wonder you were so cold. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's my um, Sporran, I believe it's called. Yeah. I've been freezing them off. Good, good. Well, hopefully you're all still in one piece if you get what I'm I'm saying. All righty. I'm intact. Excellent. Moving into media of the week. And, of course, uh, Secret Scotland uh, with Susan Kelman. It is a great watch. I've only watched the first episode, but that is on Edinburgh. Uh, Susan Kelman pulls back the curtain on some of Scotland's most iconic destinations, from Loch Ness to Edinburgh Castle, Roslyn Chapel to Scarra Bray. She will discover the untold tales and secret stories behind a host of world-famous locations with privileged access. Brilliant. Love it. I haven't actually Recommend it. Yeah. Yep. Worth a watch, definitely. Link will be in the show notes, as always. What is your media of the week, Chris? So, the reason I'm suggesting this media of the week is because it is probably, without a doubt, the worst film I've ever seen, to the point that it was so terrible, it was actually quite good. And when I heard the title of this film, just to warn everyone, I, too, cried with laughter. Um... And I was in hysterics. There were tears uh, streaming down my cheeks. And this film is called The Owl Man. Okay. And it's a it's a horror movie um, set in Scotland. Ironically, there's a theme here, isn't there? Um, you know, it's set in Scotland, and it's about a man, not just any man, but a guy called Owl Man. And Owlman is this um, mythical person. He doesn't exist, thank God, because he's very creepy. And resides in this residential home. Uh, it's like a stately home in Scotland. And this geezer turns up, who's uh, Scottish, and you know wants to chase away the ghosts of so many years ago uh, when he was a child. And yet encounters Owlman. And the film's on for around about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours repeats a lot of the scenes it's very low budget the acting is awful 
like borderline funny. But you know what? It's quite good. The storyline's decent, at least. Um, but yeah, you should definitely watch The Owl Man. Because The Owl Man is a, it's unlike anything I've seen in the weirdest way. Right. Okay. Uh, link will be in the show notes if I can find this thing. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's on IMDb somewhere or the deep, dark depths of the internet. Uh, I will search it out and find it and chuck it in the show notes. Alrighty. Uh, into the news, the ERA STEM Cup, www.eracup.net. Had a bit of a chat with them, um, and they sent us a message, and I think this was also on uh, Twitter's, help us bring the ERA Cup, hashtag STEM, education program to students in your region. We're actively seeking ERA Cup licensees around the world who would like to run the program in their region. So go and check that out. Have a look at it. Uh, The car looks awesome that you build. I think I've said before, I am no mechanic. Uh, I struggle to put uh, Lego together. So this is not for me, but it may be for you. So um, if you're part of a university, get involved. Right, into something else. And this one, a little bit more interesting E-Scooter Series, E-S-K-O-O-T-R Series. A race-ready prototype of the lightning-fast scooter will be revealed later this year, backed by Formula E driver Lucas Degrassi and Formula F1 driver Alex Wirtz, uh, is set to kick off in 2021. So there's lots coming in 2021. I mean, it's an affordable way for, for young people to get around. I myself enjoy a good Lime scooter um, here in New Zealand. Just riding through the park, trying not to hit people walking along. Um, good fun. But obviously, this is racing, um, and it could, uh, the details go into a potential undercard to the Formula E series, which is what they'll be going for, uh, being in city streets. Very, very cool. What are your thoughts on it, Chris? Yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? Um I like the way you're teasing my 2021 career uh, plans, actually, because I'll be driving <laughs> in the... <laughs> I've never driven a scooter in my life. I can't even ride a bike. Um, terrible balance. But no, it's uh, it's very exciting, this. And it's nice to see Lucas Degrassi um, continuing uh, the trend of getting involved. Because he did his electric bike, I believe, and then he's done the robo race, obviously, and now there's this. And he really is like a pioneering Formula E driver, isn't he? He is the he is the pioneer out of all of them. He really takes his um, you know, uh, carbon neutrality seriously and the decarbonisation of the future seriously. And you know, this is a it's a great opportunity, and it's nice to see such a big backing for it. I guess, uh, especially with Alex Woods, who obviously drove for Williams. Um, yeah, exciting, very exciting. Um, you know, and scooters are. They're fairly handy. So Yeah. I mean, getting around city streets, I wanna see some, you know, some grinding poles just in the middle yeah. of the street put in for their races and, you know, some extra points for tracks. Because a lot of these guys will be X Games sort of uh professionals. They won't just be Chris Soulsby um coming in last minute sort of thing. Okay. Um yeah, I mean, if if you, I mean, there's probably some sort of tryouts going on, so get on that, Chris. 
Uh, but yeah, these guys will be professionals and these are going to be some pretty cool races. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I've been trying my, my um, slides and kicks and um, pole grinds on Sundays yep. and me. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really good. It's a very big opportunity and it just, it, it widens the audience as well. Um, I think it's very important. Yeah. So 2021, uh, something else that could be coming in 2021 as well. E1, an electric boat racing series. And you've got to say, Alejandro Agag has done it again. Mm. Electric power boats flying around at 60 knots, which I looked up. Um, that's an equivalent land speed of 69 miles per hour or 111 kilometers an hour. Um, 30 kilowatt batteries bringing the electric revolution to marine mobility. 12 teams racing on seas, rivers, lakes around the world. So E1, the race bird, which is the boat, very futuristic looking, incredible, uh, by Seabird, a UK startup. Check out the pics of this machine on the website, uh, e1series.com, also to watch the unveiling and info. And I know Jaguar did something, uh, an electric boat. It was a while back, probably last year now. It's all melding yeah. into one, um, but obviously doable. And this looks cool as anything as well. Yeah, it looks really awesome. I remember seeing the E1 boat uh, a few weeks ago, I believe now. It looks so cool. I mean, yeah, it, it's so futuristic and it's awesome. This thing looks so, so cool. I can't wait to see it. I remember I used to watch power boat racing when I was a kid very briefly, but you know, this is, ah, uh, it, it's very cool. You know, I, yeah, it, it, it's a cool idea. And the thing is with Alejandro Agag, he really has done it again. You know, he did formula E, which is a success. He's got extreme E now, which is arguably had faster growth than formula E has. And now he's turned around and said, you know, I've, I've kind of done the, uh, the road. Um, let's go to the sea, and you know it's such a great idea to to develop this technology um, for seafaring transport. And again, you know th- this guy really is a pioneer in his field. Um, I can't wait to watch this. I really can't wait to see this. It's very exciting, and the spectacle is going to be brilliant. Yeah, oh, it's just going to be awesome. You know, can you imagine it? You know, you've got New York. Uh, you've got the Formula E, and then you've got the E1 just out, mm. um, you know, with um, just out on the harbour because a lot of them, you know, are quite close to either docks or whatever. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, London is as well. Yeah. Yep. So plenty of opportunities to tie that in nicely as well. Mm. It's such a big – honestly, can you imagine if the oh, – You've given me great ideas, and it's. Uh, I hope they do it. Like, I hope they do it like that. The Epre in Monaco, and then you've got the E1 there. It would be oh, brilliant, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah, amazing, really cool, very good. Okay, Formula E stuff. Nissan confirmed Boemi and Roland. Um, yeah, no big surprise there. What a powerhouse lineup. Um, they would be silly to get rid of either of those two drivers. Um, they're performing well. 
Nissan looks set for season seven. That is that is going to be one of the teams to beat. Yeah, I think so. I think you know they they really proved themselves in season five together. They work they work fantastically well together. Do uh, Boemi and Roland. And the thing is, when Roland first went into Formula E, Boemi kind of took that mentor role for him. And, you know, he has become very strong. And, you know, obviously they came second in the team's championship in season six. And, you know, that that was through solid teamwork there. You know, they were playing the team game in Berlin at the end. And it worked superbly. Roland's now a race winner. You had a Formula E champion there. It made perfect sense to keep both of them, I think. And... Yeah, definitely a force to be reckoned with. Still probably one of the strongest lineups in Formula E, I'd say, if not the strongest potentially, if the Estatina didn't have the Costa and Vern. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think it is probably the second strongest lineup. Um but season seven, uh the Nissan car the Nissan car felt like it got better over the season. Mm. Um potentially so maybe they were fighting with blunted tools at the start it sort of seemed to come together quite late and yeah second in the team's championship so yeah um yeah i i mean i didn't pick them for second in the team's championship did you no the thing is i I never expected them to be up there because obviously in, in season five they ran that dual motor powertrain which was banned for season six so in between the end of season five and the start of season six, which is, which is only a few months, they're in this position of developing an entirely new car and did it. You know, the pace wasn't quite there at the start of the season, but once they got it together, you know, they were very, very quick, always at the front of the field. So I think without that hindrance at the start of the season and in the preparation phase, season seven could very well be Edams's. yeah. It'd be nice to see them back at the front after, like, when was it, season three? Kind of thing. Well, hopefully not that kind of dominance, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buemi finds some amazing form. The car's on point. The team's going well. And we see Buemi winning and winning and winning again. <laughs> could happen. It could. Sprinkling of Oliver Rowland getting podiums and a win here and there. But yeah, um, it's, it's quite competitive. Uh, season seven will be immensely competitive uh so yeah that lineup is yeah required if they're up if they're going to be up there all righty uh venturi norman nato in at venturi uh there was a tweet not too long ago uh which was basically along the lines of oh error reserve driver not found now this is potentially one of the cruelest ways to fire someone or a good way to announce they now have got a they've now got a race seat uh, for venturi so um what do you think of this appointment chris i haven't seen much of him he's done a lot of testing he's familiar with the car but the options are uh, there's so many options out there is it right i, I think so i think um nato is he's never raced in formula e before and it, i mean if our predictions are right for season seven driver lineups, he will probably be one of the only proper rookies on the grid, I believe. Um, but the thing is with Nado, he hasn't really had the chance to drive in a big series. He spent um, a few years in Formula Two and GP2 as it was, and he's done very well in WEC this year. Uh, but if you look at uh, Nado's career, one thing that you notice is how good he actually is on street circuits. And 
I was doing. I was reading this Wikipedia page. For, Wikipedia, how very accurate. Uh, I was reading his Wikipedia page recently, and one of his wins actually came in Monaco when he was in Formula Renault. I think it was just before he went into GP2, and he's obviously won at Baku. Uh, he came second in Monaco in GP2 slash Formula Two. You know the guy's talent is there, and he's had he's had an immense season in WEC. I think he's had two wins, uh, countless pole positions. He came second at Le Mans this year. Um, he'll probably finish third in the World Endurance Championship since Rebellion aren't racing in Bahrain. And the guy's talent is there. And he's been at Venturi since 2018 now, I want to say, season season five uh, as their reserve driver. So he's very well um, uh, embedded in that team. He knows everyone very well, I'd imagine. And every time he's kind of driven the car or had that chance, he's really proved himself. Um, I remember in... I think it was the rookie test earlier this year. It wasn't broadcast, sadly, but I was sad enough to watch a timing screen for three hours. Um, Yeah, what a life. Um, But in the morning session, he was immensely quick. I think he was posting the first and second fastest time of the day in the morning. And, you know, the consistency that the guy had um, is great. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily transfer into pace in Formula E, but I think he's probably one of the best... Uh, one of the best suited people uh, for the team and probably one of the most well-prepared as well. Excellent. That's a good wrap-up. Um, also, the qualifying time is going down to four minutes um, per group. Yes. And then Super Bowl as well. So uh, a little bit less time that they'll be waiting in the car for the last one and a half minutes. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, you know qualifying will be shorter and teams will get an extra few minutes to analyze data at the end so we're all winning we are all winning brilliant uh good stuff into extreme e andretti united extreme e confirms timmy hansen and katie munnings i'm probably butchering that uh but two very good drivers it looks like uh for andretti united extreme e Veloce announced ART Grand Prix as the official competition partner and APT confirms Matthias Ekstrom as their male driver, um, female driver not announced as yet, and Cupra as main partner. So quite a bit happening in Extreme E. Anything you want to touch on there? Extreme E has been fantastic so far and it hasn't even started yet. Uh, that deserves to be said, I think. Um such an exciting series and the thing is it's 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 already attracting the big name drivers you know timmy hansen's very big uh katie munnings is um drives in junior wrc i believe she's uh done quite well recently art grand prix one of the big uh, racing teams in europe uh joining with veloce um and then apt and cooper you know and matthias ekstrom is very talented so it's nice to see form um formula e extremely really kicking it up and uh, ramping it up uh, for the coming season and i think it'll be a total success in all honesty i think it's going to blow people away yeah i do too uh cupra quite cool i like their touring car yes, i think that's yeah. really cool so um and matthias ekstrom uh, pretty sure he is from world rally yeah so that is going to be a very good team um and probably well you know as the apt team you sort of expect is Daniel Apt going to be driving for them? Well, no. So has he found himself a seat? Hmm. 
Is it him Keep driving? a lookout. Hmm. Yeah. And oh no. <laughs> Unless it is him driving. <laughs> it's quite funny in the uh, interview, giving his interview advice. Step one, don't be yourself. Okay. Right. Uh, extreme E, FIA International Series status, which is quite cool as well. So the decision was made uh, during the FIA World Motorsport Council, uh, hosted by President Jean Todt. Uh, Alejandro Agag, CEO of Extreme E, said all of us at Extreme E are delighted to have the seal of approval and be officially classified as an FIA International Series. Uh, they've been doing a lot of hard work, obviously. So the ESUV Odyssey 21, which can go from 0 to 62 miles per hour, which is a hundred and something, probably hundred and ten-ish, um, in four point five seconds. Now, it's a beast of a car with that sort of pickup. Uh, this is going to be, as we've said many a time, an incredible series. Uh, it's already got a strong grid. Uh, Andretti United uh, X forty four by Lewis Hamilton, Chip Ganassi Racing, Apt HWA Veloce. Uh, which is backed by Formula E double champion Jean-Éric Verne and Adrian Newey, current Formula E three-time ch- three time champions to Cheetah, and QEV Technologies from Spain. That's going to be one to watch as well. Obviously, the goal of the series is to highlight the impact of climate change um, under environments that they they really need some help, um, a way for a low and carbon a lower carbon future and provide a world first gender equal motorsport platform. So they're doing a lot um, and in many ways they're accelerating change. So Extreme E kicks off early 2021. Viewers will be able to watch all the action live. So for you in the UK, BBC, uh, Discovery Europe and North America, Fox Sports in the US, Canada and the Caribbean, Fox Sports Asia for Southeast Asia, Fox Sports Australia, Media Set Italy, Sony India, didn't know Sony had a channel, but that's fine, um, the Indian subcontinent, and TVNZ New Zealand. So it is free. Well, for, for me, anyway. Um, there is also a virtual series launch at 1400 GMT on the 27th of October, and you can go to extreme-e.com to sign up. Incredible. It's happening. It's happening early next year. Um, I think it's less than 100 days now. I think it's almost about 100 days. So it's only a few, few months away. Yeah, it's going to be good. I can't wait. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, very early, uh, I know this is just a you know, pie-in-the-sky sort of thing, but who have you got for the win in Season 1? I'm adamant Sebastian Ogier is going to be signed by someone that hasn't happened yet. Um, so, <laughs> Sebastian Ogier. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm okay. right, you know, shock horror. I'm going to say it's going to be um, um, Diaz the Cheetah. Okay. Yep. It's a trend. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good shout. Uh, I'm going to go for Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Mm, that's a good we'll go with Chip, Chip Ganassi. Yeah. All righty. So, uh, final thank yous 
Now, this is a an announcement for episode 50. Um, this is the end of Regen, the e-racing podcast. Uh, so thank you to everyone for the support over the years. Um, thank you to Nathan for starting this with me and putting up with the craziness. Uh, thank you to all the guests we've had over the years. We truly appreciate you coming on the show and spending the time with us. Uh, we wish you all well in your future endeavours, uh, especially uh, Beth Lilly from the ERA Championship uh, that I had the pleasure of having lunch with at a subway in New Zealand a while back. Um, the ERA Championship, do not miss that series. That's going to be epic. Uh, thank you to the community on Twitter who have engaged with us uh, in some awesome conversations and participated in our polls. Uh, thank you for laughing with us uh, and putting up with my hashtag not bias for Tom Dillman and, uh, of course, Mitch Evans. Uh, keep creating. Keep sending me stuff to watch and listen to. Um, I started this podcast uh, to get more motorsport friends, as I didn't know anyone in New Zealand, um, and podcasting was sort of a way to introduce myself and uh, now I have some some awesome friends now, uh, so I don't feel the need to podcast anymore. And there are lots of other things that I want to do and achieve. So uh, shout outs to Jawad, Hit the Apex podcast. Uh, he's been on this one. Um, and Chris and I have been also on Hit the Apex. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, it was great fun. Yep. Um, the Outlap F1 podcast, again, uh, very very much the same there. Awesome guys, uh, John, James. Uh, James is the uh, Ferrari fan, which is unfortunate. Um, and Andy, um, yeah, we love you all. Uh, the Lamer Gamers podcast, Simply Travis and Rowdy5000, uh, Nostalgia podcast. Hugh Zoo Graphics uh, on Twitter for doing the amazing episode artwork that we've had over the years. And of course, our partners at Drillers Esports. Uh, go and check them out. Uh, they are awesome. Uh, they've got some big stuff coming this season. And also, thank you to Chris for coming on and uh, pretty much saving the show when you did. Uh, we had we've had some awesome times on here, you and me. But uh, yeah, I've I've decided to pull the plug as uh, the downloads month on month are sort of declining and. You know, the last couple of episodes have been late uh, because I've been traveling a bunch. So thank you, listeners, for putting up with that. Um, and as I said, I want to do other things and uh, I won't be able to guest on other shows um, as I'm going to be selling all these bits and pieces. Um, but the Electric Racing Podcast in the space to follow, uh, Inside Electric, the Motormouth Podcast and Motion E. And finally from me, if you want a podcast to keep going, let them know how much you love the show. Um, if you're interested in buying Regen, the artwork, website, uh, etc., um, to have a bit of an established presence, um, then get in touch. What do you want to add, Chris? I mean, I'd, you know, I remember the first time I came on this show and I first uh, heard about uh, Regen through a Facebook group, believe it or not. Uh, some of our listeners might be part of it. It's called uh, Formula E Armchair Experts, I believe. And, you know, I saw, I saw you shared one of your episodes in, and I had a listen, and I really liked it. And I sent you a message saying, can I please come on here as a guest? And I actually think it was probably one of the best things I did. Because at the time, I'd never really listened to podcasts. I was never truly a, 
a podcast guy. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was. We we know I didn't know, really know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> not very tech savvy. Um, and, you know, and I came on in 2018 to the Derry Ad E3 Formula E's first race in Gen Two, I believe it was. And then kept coming on as a guest, and then I think it was April April last year uh, became co-host, and it's been an absolute laugh. You know, we've we've covered history being made in Formula E. We've seen Vern win champ- two championships. The Costa become a dominant force. We've covered fantastic news headlines. We've covered very upsetting ones, such as Antoine Hubert, um, and it's been an absolute whirlwind. But it's been an absolute pleasure as well. And I ju- I'd just like to say thank you, Dina, because I've loved every second of this. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, so thank you. No worries. No worries. Yeah, it has been really fun. Um, I'm still surprised that, you know, people uh, like yourself wanted to come on the show um, because, you know, I'm all the way over in New Zealand, I've I've never been to a Formula E race, uh, and I sort of don't really have much clout. I'm sort of a a dude that just does it because I love it, and that's what I that's what I think. Uh, you know, the passion really comes through, um, and you can sort of hear it with other podcasts like the Outlap F1. Um, Jawad hit the apex as well. Just you know, guys that just love to talk motorsport. Um, and uh, I've I've learned a hell of a lot. If you listened back in the day, please don't. It is shocking. Um, <laughs> the the quality um, with my little blue snowball uh, microphone and just we 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 knew nothing. Um, and uh, I mean, what I sort of tried to do was, yeah, um, just let Chris and you know let you talk a bit more because you're in the industry you've been to races you're a journalist you know what you're talking about so I I sort of just took up the role of more of the the host of the show not knowing as much but I feel like I've grown as well so yeah uh, thank you very much yeah thank you and thank you to all the listeners as well you know we'll have the comments and the, we've had some laughs uh, and all the guests we've had, you know, um, ERA championship, uh, Jared, everyone. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. The comments, the shares, the, the downloads, the listens, the, all the words I don't know the meaning of, um, cause I don't know what I'm doing. Um, all I do is set the microphone up and talk into it and hope for the best. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened. Yeah. And, uh, get Chris on more shows. You're going to be available for more shows. I might charge. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Why not? <laughs> Experienced professional now. Yeah, you've probably got, what, 20 or 30 episodes under your belt now? Yeah, I'm like a, a series vet. I'm like Oliver Turvey. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just quickly, Inside Electric uh, did interview Oliver Turvey just recently. Uh, go and check that out. Um, but for us... Uh, It's been electric, so goodbye. Goodbye. A man who is punching well above his weight, it's Chris Soulsby. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, how are you? No, I won't won't introduce it like that.
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, it would be funny if you did. I'll put it at the end.